accepted at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Hi, and welcome to the Three Broom Chicks. I'm Jenny. I'm Marianne. And I'm Elizabeth. And today, I'm sick. <laughs> so bear with me. We're all we're all kind of feeling under the weather today. Well, I guess yeah. we should apologize. Yes. Because this episode was supposed to come out earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Elizabeth was sick, I'm sick, and there was a hurricane. So <laughs> yeah. I think we deserve it. Yeah, I think so. Not the hurricane. No, no. The late post. (laughs) No one deserves a hurricane. No. And P.S., I would like to say that we are thinking of everybody that's in the Bahamas. Definitely. The hurricane was devastating, and it is so, so sad, like the news that's coming out of there. Mm -hmm. And if you are in a position to help in any way, you should. Please do. Yeah. All right. So uh, today we're going to be talking about a little bit about ourselves, I guess. And yeah. Our introduction into Harry Potter. We thought it would be a really cool subject because we were supposed to release this on September 1st, mm-hmm. which is like the official day where everybody goes back to Hogwarts. Hogwarts Day. But we missed the train. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I'm our sound effects board today. Mary hey. Ann's been fired. I'm just kidding. You do way better sound effects than I do. That's sad. So uh, I like to call this episode, and Elizabeth refuses to title it this, but I call it the Bonus Jonas. Bonus Jonas. Uh, Joe Jonas. I'm looking at you. Oh, so, stop it. Hey, Joe. Because, <laughs> of course, the Jonas Brothers are listening. Our friends, the Jonas Brothers. Our Harry Potter podcast. And maybe we want to be factual, because hashtag facts. Yes. The Bonus Jonas is Frankie, their little brother. But Yes, he doesn't whatever. like being called that anymore. But back in the day. Back in the day, it was OG Joe bro time. OG. <laughs> so moving on we got some fan questions for this episode that we are going to be answering it yes. is our albus <laughs> all right our little owl okay so i kind of just would like to tell everybody yes. before you start really quick that we spent thousands of dollars on that sound effect board yes so really yeah. appreciate it when you get it just saying these owls, it's they're real. We have a real life owl in the room with us right now. Yes. We have her fly around when we need the sound effects. She brings in the posts in like this beautiful parchment paper. Speaking of our owl, what should we name her? Ooh. Yes. We it's obviously a her because we keep on referring to her. Yeah, she's got to be using a that chick. pronoun. And she's going to be a broom chick. Yeah, yeah. Duh. Well, anybody could be a broom chick, really. So yes. I kind of take that back. I don't know. Maybe we should let the fans. Belinda. What was it? Belinda? Yeah. Belinda's a little weird. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It just came to me. Let's just put the vote on social media. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine. If you have an idea of what we should name our owl, that's please let us Hedwig. know. That's not Hedwig. Or uh, Errol. Yeah, or they're Big all. Widget. These are all very different individual owls. Because those are all owls that I named at the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Owls are humans too, okay? <laughs> okay. Literally, so. literally no. no. Literally no. <laughs> Jumping into our questions, our first question. Uh, so one of our fans asked us, who is our favorite ghost? Our favorite Hogwarts ghost. Such a good question. Ooh, uh, interesting. So right off the bat, I want to say nearly Headless Nick. Just because we get like the most, most exposure. Time. Yeah. <laughs> FaceTime. But um, <laughs> I don't know. The gray lady is also like the lady of my house. Yeah. And I really wanted to say Peeves, but he's a poltergeist, so I'm not going to let yeah. anybody say that. I, I know. I would love to say Peeves because that's my homie, and I think he was done wrong in the movies, personally. He wasn't done in the movies. <laughs> exactly. Period. Period. He was done wrong. <laughs> Anyways, I would. I have to say nearly headless Nick, too. Like, I really want to say Fat Friar, 
even though <laughs> yes. he's not my like house ghost. And that's why I want to say nearly headless Nick because he he's my house ghost. But Fat Fryer, especially after watching Puffs, I'm just like, oh, my God. Yes. I love him even more. For Puffs alone, Fat Fryer is my favorite For sure. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Hands down. He's just so he's so happy. <laughs> Marion's laughing because I just mouthed. I don't remember that part. Oh, my goodness. We just need and to I've watch Puffs again. Yes. I think I'm. You know what? I say this every recording, but I'm actually going to go and do it tonight. I'm going to go watch Pops Just for Fat Fryer. <laughs> ah. All right. So I think that covers that question. Our next question. Oh, can I do an honorable mention? Sure. For the Bloody Baron? Solely oh. because Harry does an impression of the Bloody Baron at one point when he's under the invisibility cloak and Peeves almost catches him. And hearing, yes. Yes, and hearing Jim Dale do an impression of Harry doing an impression of the Bloody Baron, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that audio. Quality acting. The Jim Dale audiobooks <laughs> is just, you know. Quality. Quality. Quality Quidditch supplies. <laughs> okay, speaking of Quidditch. Ooh, I Whoa. didn't even think that went through. Wow, <laughs> it just works out. Wow. Our next question is, um, what would be our position on the Quidditch team? Chaser. Wow. Um, I would be sitting on the stands watching the game as an avid fan as an avid because <laughs> I am the least sports inclined person in the whole is? wizarding world. Okay. Least sports inclined <laughs> person. I am athletically challenged. So I would love to say something like chaser, seeker, whatever, but literally, like let's be real. Let's be realistic. I'm going to be in the stands watching. Like if yeah. I'm even at the game. It's an so honest it's answer, and I'm here for it. Yeah. yeah. I, I would be a keeper. Ooh. Yeah. Really? Okay. I, I had you pegged 100% as a seeker. As a seeker? Yeah. I can't. Okay. I'd have to catch the most important ball of the game. I can't catch <laughs> anything. As I mean, a, I guess because I was a keeper, about it, like I can Elizabeth. just like block it. I mean, I guess. Whatever. <laughs> I'll accept your answer because you know you. Yeah. But I'm just saying. You know, it seemed like an Elizabeth thing to do, like to to pick the the Harry Potter role. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, it is. I just a, it's I, a really I cool role. Chaser because you don't have to worry about catching the snitch, mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about defending goals. You just gotta throw stuff. Okay, so the reason why I picked keeper is because like back in elementary and middle school, whenever we played soccer and PE, I always played the goalie, and I was actually That's pretty right. okay with it. Really? Yeah. I always get very nervous because that's like it's like nerve wracking. Like you've got to you've got to defend, man. But if I was a chaser, then 11 year old Jenny could also be on the team with Oliver Wood. Mm. And that would have been a good situation. The end. The end. The end. All right. So did I I give him a bay title? A bay? I think he's somewhere in the spectrum, but we don't know exactly his position. Yeah. Yeah. We need a diagram. (laughs) We should illustrate a diagram. Yes. And release it. I think so. I think it. I think the fans are calling for it. I think so. Okay. <laughs> so demanding it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Our last question is: What made us start a podcast? Such an amazing question. I pulled out the hashtag facts for this. Facts. Facts. So we actually started talking about this on Saturday, October sixth of twenty eighteen. So our anniversary is coming up. Yes. Uh, So what happened is I used to listen to a Harry Potter podcast and I was like, wow, I really like this. 
And then I was like, wow, I'm really good at talking. Like, <laughs> you know who else is really good at talking and really good at Harry Potter? Elizabeth and Marianne. <laughs> and so I started a group chat and I said, Saturday, October 6th, in an iMessage at 7.01 p.m. Oh, my goodness. Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea that I would like to present you with. <laughs> and Marianne said, hello, here, here I, I am. am. <laughs> <laughs> but my favorite is Elizabeth said, What's up, muchacha? Side note, I haven't seen your face in forever, and I miss you. <laughs> and then I literally was like, hey, we should do a podcast. And they were like, yeah, we should. Yes. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. It Crazy. It just like a year to sort out. Yeah, that was a year ago. Well, Almost, I mean, yeah. okay, it took so long to sort out because this idea happened when I was 10, mo- 10 months pregnant. I felt like it. <laughs> I was You eight- were hella pregnant. <laughs> I was eight months pregnant. We actually recorded... Yeah. And like two episodes yeah. before I gave birth. Uh, yeah. I think we recorded three. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. We recorded three episodes while Elizabeth was pregnant and we have not released them. No. And maybe we will one day. One day. Maybe. Oh. But yeah. Mm. So I had my daughter and I went on maternity leave and. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Do you remember what you texted us? What? <laughs> it was the best. Elizabeth was like. Uh, I need to learn how to become a mom, so like we're gonna need to put the podcast on hold. <laughs> but I will never get over that phrasing. It was I, so good. I mean, it was very accurate because it yeah. took me about six months to feel comfortable to add this other level into my life. Yes, <laughs> because becoming a mom was real. Real. <laughs> it's like whoa. <laughs> but yeah, and then we came back. Yeah. Look at us. Yay! We, we haven't left. <laughs> okay so we're gonna move into my least favorite part of the night elizabeth take it away all right so we do have some corrections, corrections. which elizabeth won't tell us what they are so we're gonna find out live <laughs> <laughs> okay so we really only have one correction and it's not even a harry potter correction it's Ooh. a historical correction yeah. <laughs> possibly maybe <laughs> it's fine <laughs> So, fun fact, my husband is actually a history major. Like, he has a degree in history. Wow. Yep. (laughs) And so, obviously, if you haven't listened to our last episode, we talk about the Dursleys, and we talk about a theory of witches, especially um, the Salem witch trials. We were talking about how, I think we were saying something like, if they throw them into the water and they float, then they're a witch. And if they sink, then they're no, not. if they drown, they're a witch. Yes. That's what we said. That's what we said. Uh-huh. So it's the opposite. Yes. So we got it wrong. So the way Raul explained it to me was if they sank, they were innocent. And it all had to do with um, that witches were supposedly had a pact with the devil. And when you have a pact with the devil, you give up your baptismal rites which means if you, you know, part of the baptism ritual, if you're Christian, you have to dunk yourself underwater. So if you can't be able to be submerged underwater, then you're a witch. Wow. Yeah. So basically so they then, had to die then, and you died, in order to be innocent. They were like, oops, I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> yeah. This is so dumb. American history, guys. We're so proud. <laughs> and we haven't changed that much since. <laughs> Woo. So anyways. That's the only correction I have right now. Woo. Wow. Okay, we're getting better. It's probably because I kept saying things like allegedly. Allegedly. We're not sure. <laughs> we're not exact. 
So uh, something that I did want to talk about before we move on into like the real meat of our episode today is I thought, wow, how did Harry grow up and not become an obscurial? Very true. Because literally they're trying to smash the magic out of him. And it was just like a whole revelation that I had. I was like, what a special kid. This didn't happen to him. And it so easily could have. Yeah. What a difference it would have made. There's a specific quote that um, J.K. Rowling actually responded to about that. Yes. Excuse me. I never. Yes. What? Yes, yes, See, yes. I always think that I'm the first one to think of something. And then I find <laughs> out that like thousands of people before me have thought of this. No. OK, so this is the direct quote um, that's off of her. um off of her website, Excuse her personal me? website. You said that you weren't even prepared today. It is no, I I was prepared the last episode when we were supposed to mention it. <laughs> so that's why I just opened up last our notes from last time. Um, but it says, okay, so this is her quote: "An obscurus, again, sorry with, for the pronunciation. An obscurus is developed under very specific conditions: trauma associated with the use of magic." internalized hatred of one's own magic and a conscious attempt to suppress it. The Dursleys were too frightened of magic ever to acknowledge its existence to Harry. Oh. While Vernon and Petunia had a confused hope that if they were nasty enough to Harry, his strange abilities might somehow evaporate, weirdly, they never taught him to be ashamed or afraid of magic, even when he was scolded for making things happen. He didn't make any attempt to suppress his true nature, nor did he ever imagine that he had the power to do so. Wow. So that's J.K. Rowling's <sighs> response to that. I love her. Isn't it she amazing? She has an answer to everything. I literally admire her so much as a writer. Not to everything. <laughs> what does she not have an answer I to? Just the the just, scar I, on Harry's I, forehead. I, she was just like, I mean, there was an you. answer. But it's an answer. Some of yeah. the answers I just don't like. Let's rephrase. Oh, okay. That's there true. Go. Yeah. That is true. I was peer pressure. What? We're not going to get into the wrong We're not going to get into that. And Romaini, hashtag Romaini forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that we're good yeah. with the Harry Obscurial thing. I think it was just like a cool thing. Had to be Anyways, mentioned. It had to be mentioned. So, uh, first... We are going to talk about how we were introduced into the Harry Potter series. Ooh. I guess I can go first. Yeah, yeah do it. Go, Jenny. So actually, mine's is pretty um, normal. <laughs> I'm laughing because it's Harry Potter. He's not normal. So anyways, oh. <laughs> um, my brother actually, like my mom bought him the book. And growing up, whatever. So my brother's named Chris. And so whatever Chris did. Like, I had to do, and I had to do it better. And so, <laughs> of course. Uh, the book was actually, like, just sitting in the house. And I don't even think that my brother had read it, to be honest. And um, as with, like, another popular series, I got in trouble for something, and my mom sent me to my room. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to read this book now. <laughs> and so I opened it, and I read it, and I was like, oh, wow, this was really good. And then my mom bought the second book, but it was a paperback. And I refused to read it because it was a paperback. It needed to be hardcover. It needed to be hardcover. But lo and behold, I got punished for something again. <laughs> oh. And I got sent to my room. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to slum it with the paperback. And That's I read so it. Funny. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. And then I stopped. And then it wasn't until later that my brother started dating somebody that had the books. And she was a very big Harry Potter fan that I read the rest of the series. Uh, but I read them like with her hardcover, like collection books. Do you still have them? Yes. <laughs> I oh took my them. God. They broke up a long time ago. Uh, she like hounded me for those books for years. 
And I never wow. gave him back because I didn't like her after they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, what better way than to steal your Harry Potter books? That's like hitting deep. That's that like, is. You did her dirty, okay, dirty. No. So but saying it, stupid? I feel like a bad person. But if you guys knew her, you'd be like, nah, it's totally chill. <laughs> okay, no, but she's stupid for giving up her Harry Potter books to begin yeah. with. I love I love Elizabeth's perspective on this. She's like, yeah, you're a savage, but actually, like, that girl's dumb. <laughs> I would. I literally um, only yeah. let people touch my Harry Potter so, books. That's it. I just. I literally read everything after book two. Like I did not own until about two years ago. I just. I did not. That's so funny. No, until a year ago. No, I'm right. It was two years ago. I. So I bought my like first full set of the books mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when I passed. Oh, when I got my first full time job. Oh, okay. Like as a keeper, not okay. like my first full time job ever. But uh, so yeah, so two years ago. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. I bought like the really pretty illustrated set by some artist that I can't remember. And I actually just don't have a, like an original copy of the books. You don't have like the the original, like, I guess, American illustration of it. I Well, the first one I do. And the second one I have in the paperback, but nothing else. Wow. Yeah. I have other books like I have somebody's fourth one. I think they're hers. I'm pretty sure. I she like went to the same university as I did. And she was like, hey, like, we're going to meet up now seven years later and you're going to give me my books. And I, I don't remember doing it. I remember that I went to go meet her for something, but I don't remember actually giving her the books. And I have three hardcover books at home. And they're not mine. So I'm assuming they're hers. I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, but you know what? They're somebody's and I have them. And I'm not well, giving them away. So <laughs> They're part of your Harry Potter story. That's it. Yeah, the sixth book I actually yeah. read in literal pieces because the person who owned it before me read it like over and over and over again and the binding broke. So I literally, like, they were in slabs. Wow. And there was actually no front cover, just a back cover. <laughs> so oh I, my literally, God, that poor book. I literally read that one in pieces. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But that's good because it's like Harry Potter on the go. Yeah. You can take pieces exactly. you with take you. just take pieces with you. <laughs> Especially with the sixth book. You need a bookmark? It's fine. It's already done for you. It's literally <laughs> split. <laughs> it's all fine. This chapter is over there and that chapter is over there. <laughs> yeah. I'm a mess. Welcome to my life. <laughs> it's fine. Right. Super fun and fresh. Thanks, Jenny. You're so welcome wow. for that very long-winded story. Yes. Hey, right. Marianne. Me? Okay. So, disclaimer. I'm a... I'm what we call a picky, lazy reader. So... I have that's my disclaimer and what? it makes it it's makes like a great combo. <laughs> it's a great it's a great combo. So this is my story of how I got into Harry Potter books, at least the books and then movies following after that. So I we had in elementary and middle school this program called assigned reading mm-hmm. AR reading or whatever it yeah. was called AR points. I remember. Yeah, I never had that. And basically what we had to do is we would uh, choose a book that was in the library, depending on what color we were given for whatever level of reading we were at. And then we would have to take a quiz on it depending on like questions on the story and stuff like that. So obviously me being the very young scammer that I was, if I was going to read something, <laughs> I had to be like fully interested in committing the story. And the only things I really loved ever reading was like fantasy, mm-hmm. like young adult novel novel kind of thing. So that's how I got into Harry Potter because Harry Potter just happened to be part of the library, part of the AR reading. And it was just for me the easiest way to one, enjoy what I was reading and two, get the, a good grade for it. And a good amount of points because of all the yes, books. Yes, yep. exactly. So it, it, yeah, exactly. Because it depends on like the length 
of, of the book of the book the as difficulty. well exactly and harry potter was always at a like higher level because of the amount of length yeah so um i don't know yeah fun fact uh, speaking of ar and the harry potter books uh-huh. so i when i was in elementary and in middle school i for some reason was the only harry potter fan in my class i was the only one who had read all the books and so we were signing these ar readings and our first like um, assignment, I was able to complete in two seconds because I just took all the Harry Potter quizzes because I remembered the stories. Yeah. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, the Harry Potter books are that much. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Elizabeth, can you take our quizzes for us? No way. Read the fucking books. I did some. Oh, my goodness, Elizabeth. I am appalled. I did. I will never call you Hermione again. No. Okay, this was middle school me that really wanted to be liked by other people. Oh, my God. Okay, fine. You know what? They should (laughs) have read the books. Whatever. But anyways, so because of that and me relying on the library to read all my like Harry Potter books, I actually didn't own my own copy of a Harry Potter book, I think, until high school. Yeah. So literally I read the entire series my first time from my elementary middle school library. Yes, it was just still middle school when the Deathly Hallows came out. Um, but yeah, I didn't get to that until high school and then high school. And even to this day, I'm still collecting um, my like personal set, I guess, of Harry really? Potter books. Yes. So what wow. I what I've wanted to do i bought like the first one which is like the typical american illustration Mm -hmm. harry potter the one we grew up with yes i had the first and the second in those like original covers and then after that i just kind of started buying books that had kind of like a story to them like a harry potter story so my third book prisoner of azkaban it's the um that's i bought that book when i went to the warner brothers studio tour Mm. um my fourth book it was my, I think, third time I went to London with my students uh, a couple years ago. I hate you again. And we, <laughs> um, I'm very fortunate. But we went to this uh, really cute little, uh, like, side street festival in Not- by Notting Hill. And one of the little um, carts, I guess, was just, like, used books. So I found Goblet of Fire, used Harry Potter British version. Aww, like, I, like cool. those first illustrations. Fifth one I just bought. This last time, um, coming back from Budapest when I stopped at London. Wow. Bought the fifth one. Um, I still don't have the sixth one. And then the seventh one, Deathly Hallows, I rescued from a Goodwill. Whoa. And it's the American. Yeah. I saw it at a Goodwill and I had that to buy it. That is honestly so cool. That yeah. is pretty cool. So I'm only missing my six, my um, uh, <laughs> Half-Blood Prince. And, but, but that's kind of how like I... A few years ago, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to buy my books when they come to me. Um, that is whoa. so beautiful. Yeah. I literally got a job and I was like, congratulations. And like, Let's hopped on Amazon. Oh. <laughs> yeah. But to tie it all up, I. What really like made me crazy for Harry Potter mm-hmm. was the movies. I definitely have to be honest with that. I'm a very visual person. Yeah. I'm five. not afraid to say it. I'm a very visual oh, person. Oh, you both? Got it more into Harry Potter because of the movies? Yes and no. Like, I had read the first book, but I think what's... So, when I got grounded the second time and yes. I read the second book, the first movie was already out. Uh-huh. And so, I, it was literally on TV and I was watching it. And I was like, oh, man, that book was lit. And mm-hmm. then when I got grounded, I was like, oh, maybe I'll continue. And then I did. And then it was oh, like... Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. For me, it was my mom knew that I was reading the books. Uh-huh. So, so you watched the movies? I watched the movies whenever it came out. Like this, I vividly remember Chamber of Secrets. I went to go see it with a couple of my old like elementary middle school friends after uh-huh. a choir concert back in like the third or fourth grade. <laughs> like vivid. I vividly the remember movies. what I was wearing that day, who wow. I was with. Movie, when we went to go see that second I, movie. I clung to more because after I read the series for the first time, I didn't go back until literally like a, like the two years ago when I bought mm-hmm. that set. I had That's not reread them like as an adult, but mm-hmm. I was like the movies I was all about. Yeah. That's insane. For me, the movies really helped create my love as well for just like acting as well. Like, yeah, I think I gra- started gravitating a lot more towards performing that are just that I was already kind of performing before them, but that just really like knocked it knocked it out of the park for me. It, I found my love of like fantasy novels and then performing and together I was just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. But wow. yeah, these so, are such good stories. Yeah, that's how I got into it. Yeah. All right. So go Elizabeth. <laughs> okay, how I got into Harry Potter. Um, I was in the first grade. And yes, I was reading chapter books in first grade. I was reading chapter books since pre-K. You're mm-hmm. so cool. I am. <laughs> the bookworm. Huh? I don't believe it. I can show you my collection of books that I read when I was in pre-K. Okay, but like chapter books? Yeah, like they had chapters. I could definitely believe Elizabeth reading it. Like you can ask my mom. The Babysitter's Club, Nancy Drew. Oh, okay, you're talking about like, you're not talking about like Harry Potter books that you were reading at like four years old. No, no, no. But I was reading like Nancy Drew and stuff. Okay, I'm here for you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So it was first grade. Uh, My mom actually came up to me and she's like, you've been buying a lot of books. I think you need to get a library card. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, my goodness. Because I've I've always been a bookworm. Like, I think by the time I was like six or seven, I already had over 100 books in my house. And they were all mine because no one else in my family reads as much as I do. Can I do a quick side note? Yes. Because maybe I've never met anybody else that this happened to, but maybe it happened to you guys. I used to read so much and I could only, I would only buy series because I would like gobble them up. Mm -hmm. And I used to get in trouble. Like my mom would yell at me. Yep. To stop reading because I would stay up too late yep. and I like wouldn't want to wake up for school the next day. Mm-hmm. And I remember vividly having a fight with her. She was mm-hmm. like, you need to stop reading. Turn off your lights and go to bed. And I was yep. just like, wow, like you have a great child. I can't stop reading. And I used to like <laughs> back. Yeah. Did that happen to you too? Oh, all the time. Yes. All the people. time. So <laughs> my mom was like, we need to save some money right now. Because uh-huh. I was, the bookstore that I always went to back then was Barnes and Noble. Yeah. You could not take me to Barnes and Noble without me wanting to spend two hundred dollars on books. I mean, that still happens to me today. Yes, mm-hmm. but this is like a, a, seven, a, a seven-year-old. My I mom know. saw the exponential, <laughs> the, growth. <laughs> the, the exponential growth there for her bills, and she's like, "Hold up, library card." So she takes me to the library, and this lady, she just walks me to the kids section, and the first book I see, it was, it wasn't even with the rest of the Harry Potter books. It was actually on a random shelf, mm-hmm. and it just had the cool cover. It was Chamber of Secrets. It had that red cover that like, caught my eye, and red is my favorite color, and that's mm-hmm. why I chose it. <laughs> oh, my God. I always forget that you read this book first. Yes, I read Chamber oh of Secrets goodness. first. Oh, I'm mad again. Every ah. time you say it, I get mad. I think I'm going to break out in high. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's really bad. Uh, it's cringy. It is. Were you so lost? Cringy. Do you remember? Like, you no. Know, Chamber of Secrets still has a good amount of exposition that you're not. I that's feel true. Like, lost. Honestly, every book 
when I would start it, I would get annoyed that she was like doing like a little bit of a what exposition last time in Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm just like, well, they should have tuned in. They should have read the last <laughs> book. And I'm like, Sorry. get to the facts. <laughs> yeah. So I read Chamber of Secrets and I fell in love. I wouldn't Clearly. stop talking about it. I it was my obsession. I read it over and over and over again. And it wasn't until probably the second or third time I read it, and this was in the span of like a month, uh-huh. that I realized that there was a More first of them. book, <laughs> that there was a third book at the time, I think. And so my uncle got me my first book and, you know, praised to my uncle that he got me that. And so I read the first book. I read the second book. And after that... I read the second book for the fifth time. <laughs> yes. No, I am like the... I guess like a more traditional Harry Potter mm-hmm. story where I read the books when I was young and just never stopped reading. And the books were like my obsession. I, yeah. by the time the first movie came out, like my first book was like falling to pieces. Ah. I already read it that many times. Um, and my mom, she totally supported my Harry Potter addiction. Wow. We, we stand that. We stand <laughs> Yes. It, it was so great. So um, if any of our UK listeners know, so you know, like, at least back then, I don't know if it's still a big bank now, but my mom used to work for Lloyd's Bank, um, which is a huge bank in the UK. So she used to go to the UK a lot. And every single time she went, she would come and bring me back, like, Harry Potter memorabilia. Which makes me mad that my mom didn't work <laughs> for, like, a British bank. <laughs> Dang it, mother. I mean, that's also the that's, missed potential. <laughs> like, side note, that's also why I kind of like started practicing a British accent because then all my mom's friends from the UK would come and visit and then they would stay with us and then like I would talk with them and it was just a great time and I just like love UK and the British culture and all that stuff. Anyways. <laughs> so, yeah, I just came so obsessed. My mom, she started buying all the books for me the day they released so that I don't know how it worked back then. But she would get the books shipped to me and they would arrive on my doorstep the day that they came out. So it wasn't like it came out and then it would oh, arrive yeah. a few days later. Like yeah. the book was released on July 31st. It would arrive on my doorstep on July 31st. I think stuff used to used to be like that. I think nowadays it's not like if you buy something online and you pre-order it. It doesn't. It shows up a couple days later. Yeah. Because I remember it used to be like that as a kid. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. You sound like old ladies. <laughs> back, uh, in the day, back in the day. Back in the day. I used to order books. But you know what, listen. <laughs> I do feel like an old lady sometimes, yeah. so it's fine. Well, I am an old lady. <laughs> and then, obviously, the movies just just took me tenfold. I used to watch the movies after school every day. I was so obsessed with the movies at this point when I was in my, like, preteen, teen years that uh, the third movie came out. I was about, like, 11 or 12 when the third movie came out, I think, or maybe a little bit younger. But I was obsessed with watching it at that time, and... I used to always have my friend who was also my dance teacher's daughter. So I took ballet and her daughter used to just come and hang out with our house until her mom got out of dance class. And her mom saw that I was so obsessed with Harry Potter and she started falling in love with the music of Harry Potter that it is because of me that our year end showcase was Harry Potter themed. Yes. Goodbye. Honestly, one John of my Williams would be so proudest. Proud accomplishments ever and i got to do hedwig's theme as okay like so my dance first of all literally hate the both of you second of all i don't think i ever saw the third movie until i was like a, a grown adult really? no 
I, I could have watched it when I was a child. I just have no recollection of it, like, at all. Sirius Black would be disappointed in you, Jenny. Sirius Black is disappointed in you for thinking that he would ever be disappointed in me. Uh, he is disappointed in you for not witnessing his full glory when you were younger. <laughs> I would also... I would I'm also, just thinking about Sirius Black and I'm emotional. Um, really quick before I end like my Potter story, I just really want to give another shout out to my mom again for being hey. so supportive of you're my so cool. Harry Potter yes. habit. Again, mom, if you're listening, what, what? Lit, lit. Uh, she, I don't know what strings she pulled. Um, so if you're a big Harry Potter fan and I mean, I didn't even know it was like this special of a thing, but a few years ago, I think almost 10 years now a special edition for Lumos, which is J.K. Rowling's, like, a charity of Tales of Beetle and the Bard was released. And this special edition, my mom got it for me. I just thought it was just, like, a special edition of the book. I didn't think anything of it. I mean, I, I thought it was super cool, and I love it, and it's one of my most prized possessions. But it wasn't until I went on my honeymoon, and I was in a collector's shop of books, and I saw my edition there. And I was like, why is my edition here? Like, I didn't think it was that important. And I look at the price tag of my edition. <laughs> and it was hella expensive. Hell the edition she would take to, like, high school I, yeah, in I, her I, book bag. I would put it in my book bag. like and Let people touch it. Yeah, I would yeah. let people touch it. Now that I know how expensive it is. Now she's like, don't look at it. Don't I, even think about it. I joke to my husband all the time. If our home were to ever catch on fire, I told him he gets the animals, I get our children, and I get that book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it was. it's only like a, a thousand copies in the entire world, and I have one sitting in this room right now. That's crazy. I'm going to rob a little That's wild, bro. <laughs> in the middle of the night. That's <laughs> the witchcraft, sis. <laughs> so shout out to my mom. I don't even know what she paid for this. I don't know what the original price of this is, but... Wow. <laughs> I really hope it was like originally like 20 bucks. I hope so. And yeah. it's just like super special and it's really <laughs> expensive. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on and we're going to tell you about our favorite books and our favorite movies. <laughs> so uh, my favorite book is definitely The Half-Blood Prince, but also possibly Prisoner of Azkaban. I think I've said this before on the podcast. They will always be tied. I will never pick one. It's just the way life is. <laughs> um, and then my favorite movie is probably Sorcerer's Stone because of the nostalgia. But probably the movie that I quote the most is Half-Blood Prince. Gross. Yeah. For sure. Okay. I can see it. Funny enough. So for, uh, you know, back to school September 1st, Uh USA was putting the marathon Uh, of Harry Potter. I know. And And you know why? I stumbled. Why? why? Because I was in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and the marathon was on. Oh, that's so cool. And I cried. Okay. (laughs) So I turn on the TV and the first movie that comes up is Half-Blood Prince. Aragog. I turned it off. (laughs) You turned it off. It's of course. What we are finally we have been promising to have this discussion for a very long time, and we're finally. Oh God, no! I'm not ready for this. You are ready for this. It's a good movie. No, I'm not telling you. I'm not gonna try and pull some tomfoolery on you. If you read the book and then you watch the movie, you know it's trash. If you're a Harry Potter fan, you know it's trash. But that movie is so quotable. It's so good for other reasons. It's good because it's bad. Uh, Come on. I mean, Aragog. maybe. King of Arachnids. Okay, Jenny, just so everyone in this room and all of our listeners know, <laughs> I have watched all the movies way too much. Like Obviously. probably more than any regular person should. Okay. 
I have only watched The Half-Blood Prince twice. I have watched The Half-Blood Prince more than any other movie in the series. I watched The Half-Blood Prince when it came out in theaters. And I watched it when I bought the DVD because I spent my money on it to finish my collection. <laughs> and that is it. I refuse it's so to watch good. it again. Uh, his body, well, it's okay. So all of your funny quotes, I have no idea what you're talking about his because I blocked it out of my mind. Lingers on. It's so good, Elizabeth. <laughs> it really is. Maybe I will watch it if you sit down with me. I will do it because wow. I believe it's worth it. We need a live it. tape. So then. me and my brother Chris and his beautiful wife, my sister-in-law Camila, will literally quote this the entire time that we hang out when we do hang out. <laughs> and so... Those are the people that I went to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter with. And literally every time we walked into any of the Harry Potter lands, it was like, Aragog. <laughs> it was just so good. It's just such a good movie. I'm very indifferent about it in case anyone's I wondering. I how you could be. Like, Harry literally takes the Felix Felices, runs into Slughorn, best 30 seconds of my life. <laughs> it's so good. He's like, Harry. And he's like, Sir, it's just so good. It's so good. I'm so mad. <laughs> it just sounded so dumb. I'm sorry. It's so good. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I can't. Just watch the movie, okay? Okay. Just don't, Marianne. don't expect it to be good. <laughs> um. All right. So my favorite book is Prisoner of Azkaban. I just really enjoyed ah. the Marauders uh, yeah. plot line. Um, I don't know why. I just really enjoyed that. The werewolf plot line really stood out to me. Who's your favorite marauder? Oh, goodness. This is a really hard question. You gotta go. Hurry. Peter Pettigrew. Serious Black. Uh, no, <laughs> never. No one. That. That's, not, That's funny. not even funny. Whoa. 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 <laughs> Serious Black is for sure my favorite. Okay, um, whatever. He's my literal godfather, so it's fine. It's I love fine. him. It's um, but yeah, I just really love the book. And then for me just so happens that the movie's also my my favorite prisoner of azkaban why um obviously the plot line is great and again the plot line is my favorite and that's what would draw me to it but uh, from like directorial aspect even as a young kid i really just enjoyed the aesthetic and um the sense of like it still felt like a harry potter movie but now it's it was a little bit more artistic, mature yeah. and artistic. Um, one of my favorite. Alfonso Curon. Thank you. Literally, thank God for him. He's amazing. Um, even if he only directed one Harry Potter movie, mm-hmm. which might. I don't know. Some people might think it's inconsistent considering all the things. But I think it was like the best transition into what ended up being the fourth and then the fifth. Mm hmm ended up going into david yates being the final director um but i just i just really enjoyed it and the i can always like first thing i think about when i think about prisoner of azkaban besides obviously like um the iconic uh werewolf scene like both times when both time you know time turner streamlines um but like the first thing i always think about is the hogwarts bridge so i didn't i learned this on the warner brothers studio tour because they have a piece of the Mm -hmm. hogwarts bridge and it's so cool i'm so upset i couldn't stand on it because it was raining and unsafe oh my god oh my god i couldn't stand on that bridge some of us can't fly there I'm sorry. That's Jenny. honestly the saddest thing. It, that was like my favorite part of the whole thing. Again, mainly because that's my done. favorite this movie. This is the most privileged thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make is that the Hogwarts Bridge never existed. What? 
until that movie because what? the director, which I can, I always can't remember Alfonso his name. Curon. There we go. Is it a Cuaro? Cuaron, Curon. We're depending. keeping out of the corrections tab. <laughs> it's up to you. Let us depending know. Depending on your pronunciation. Um, <laughs> Alfonso, he was the one that created the Hogwarts Bridge and added, and then later on it was added to All the others. Hogwarts oh. model. Yeah. So for me, it's just That's like kind iconic. Of crazy. Yeah. I'm going to write that guy a letter and be like, thank you. Yeah, literally, thank, thank you. you. So much. That Hogwarts Bridge is so important to me, and so much happens on it. Are you looking it. at your replica of Hogwarts to see if the bridge is there? Yeah. I know. You too. What's he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Originally, it wasn't there. It was added later on mm-hmm. because that was like a director, directorial you have choice. You such a good perspective because... Uh, I'm yes. done. I'm, mm-hmm. Somebody's going to take me to this tour, okay? We'll yes, take you. we have to. Okay. <laughs> we're just gonna we're gonna fundraise for a uh, broom chicks. If you want to donate to, to embettering my life, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> all right, okay, hit uh, me with your stuff. All right, so my favorite uh, book, yeah, is Half Blood Prince. Yeah, I mean, pretty straightforward. It's a lot of people's favorite books. It's just, it's just so good. It's Probably, so good. Yeah, Voldemort's so backstory good. just got me, man. Mm-hmm. I loved all that Everything detail about, about it. him. It yeah, great. it was just really great. <sighs> And like book wise, I love Terry and Ginny. I shipped it so hard, so ship, I was like ship, ship, going yeah. nuts. That ship sails itself. And then movie, Sorcerer's Stone, mainly because I can quote the entire thing. <laughs> I've, As I, we know. I've seen it like two hundred times. It's, that's incredible. I just hear like the beginning music, and that's it. I and I can like, start. Boom! See, I can do that, but not with Harry Potter. Just with Mean Girls. I can do it oh, with Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> Meet the Robinsons, so yes. good. Such it. a quality movie, I recommend. Underrated Disney movie. Literally, it is. Have I've you seen, seen it? Like, I've, only, I've seen like four Disney movies. That's it. <gasps> so you haven't seen Meet the Robinsons, is what you say. Nope. Okay, that's one of my favorite movies. That's going to change very quickly. I cried okay. so hard. Multi-fandom here. <laughs> yes, all right. Moving on. All right, so favorite characters. We already kind of talked about this before. We already, I know, but I just threw it but in But we can there. elaborate. I feel like if anybody is joining us for the first time, yeah. they haven't listened yeah. to this before, it's good information to cover. But also, if anything gives me the chance to talk about Ronald Billius Weasley or Sirius Black again, I'm going to take it. Those so, are my two things. Yeah, those are yours, Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> I would say also add, like, this is a really good question. I think we got in a Q&A way in the back, but yeah. a relatable character. Like, what's our oh, most relatable did, character we did, we as did. well? Yes, Ooh, I, I like that. This. Yes. In our so, Jenny, tell us. You already um, told, told relate, us your favorites. Yeah, I relate a lot to Ron, um, but I think that in that in that Instagram mm-hmm. Q&A, I think I actually named Neville as my most relatable. Yeah. Why? Oh, wow. Um, I did it for certain reasons at the time. Again, because I didn't want to say, like, Ron for the 15th time. Um, but because Neville is kind of like this underdog and I just, I've always felt that way. And then he ends up being so important and he does such great stuff. Mm-hmm. And really he's great from the beginning, but no one notices. Yeah. And this is, is starting to get really sad. But oh, that's God. why I said Neville. Oh, <laughs> uh, but also he got like really hot and like, I don't know, maybe it'll happen to me. He long bottom. Listen, <laughs> it's already happened to you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my favorite characters. So this is like so hard because there's so many that I love. No, you pick one. No, okay, I'm, you, oh, I'm you picking, have two. I have two. <laughs> if you guys made me pick one, I would have picked one. Who? Yeah, that's a. Don't your don't bite right more now. than you can chew, Jennifer. Jennifer. I would have picked Ron. <laughs> she looks like she's in so much pain. I'm so much like, pain. I am in pain. It depends on what day you catch me. I have so I have two like specific characters that are my favorites, but obviously like I have honorable mentions. You can always ask me at another time. 
I'm not gonna waste. I could be here for twenty hours about okay, talking about my favorite. Go. But my two favorite characters are Molly Weasley and yes. Tina Goldstein. So, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Fantastic Beast. Fantastic Beast. Whoa. Yes. We eliminated Hermione because that used to be like your tie with Hermione Molly. Yes, it, it did used to be. Ooh. And then, uh, but that I, I would say that's like a while ago. Definitely more so when this second movie came along. That really like yeah. solidified it with me. For what, Tina? Tina. For Tina. Wow, yes. I'm shook right now. Yeah, so Molly, going back to Molly for a hot second, and then I'm going to move on. I just really <laughs> love Molly because um, she kind of like balances the whole like sweet mother, but also fierce mother. So I just yeah. like really love that. And I um, aspire to be that one day. I have a confession. Yes. yes. Molly kind of pisses me off a little bit in one of the books. Really? Yes. Um, which one is it? Is it Chamber? No, I think it's uh, Goblet of Fire. She's being uh, nasty to Hermione because Rita Skeeter writes about uh, oh Hermione yes and Harry, yeah, and she just like believes it. And I'm like, girl, you know better than this. Yeah, there's and it really kind of pisses me off. <laughs> I want to talk about it more when we yeah. talk about the Weasleys because hey. there's surprisingly a surprisingly enough about it. Molly's a very double sided character. Yeah, I, no, I agree with that 100. percent yeah, but I do. I do really love Molly Weasley at the end of the day. Like, even if she's isn't perfect, I just like she's multifaceted mm-hmm. and she's a strong woman. So I love that. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the character, my second favorite character, and it also happens to be the character that I most relate to is Tina Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, I first first off, fun you fact, have like a really like you have a thing for her. I do. I really do. I I. My my issue with growing up with the Harry Potter movies and the books, um, I loved them. I loved the characters, but there wasn't really one. I guess the reason partly of why it was so hard for me to pick one favorite characters, there wasn't one that really like stood out to me the most. Like uh-huh. for Elizabeth, like she screams Hermione, you scream Ron. And like, uh, of course, I love Harry to death, but I wouldn't necessarily call him my favorite character, mm-hmm. which I've obviously talked about in the Harry Potter episode. But so I don't know. I just had that thing going growing up that I always wanted to find my favorite character. And I kind of felt guilty in that sense. But when Fantastic Beasts came along, I first off, I saw Fantastic Beasts five times in the theaters. Wow. <laughs> yes, I, I loved it. Me and my friend Michael just like were completely obsessed with Fantastic Beasts. And we saw it all the time. Um, and I even saw it like that. That was five times just in the theater, not even like at home personally. But anyways, so the reason why I relate to Tina the most and why she became my favorite character, I know a lot of people tend to say that their first impression of her is that she's boring, that she's blasé, that she's kind of like a uh, wannabe Hermione villain. I know. If you look, if you can look it up, people can say like some really nasty things about Tina. I didn't get that vibe at all. Whoa. Some people did, unfortunately. I don't know. I don't see it, obviously. (laughs) You're like, these idiots. Whatever. (laughs) But for me, the reason why I identified with her, she's kind of like, she is what a Thunderbird is, where she does what she thinks it's right, even if it's not the hard thing mm-hmm. um so it's not necessarily a Gryffindor thing maybe as much but um she's she doesn't like for her losing her job as an R it didn't matter to her oh my god Jenny just like totally freaking gasped for me saying the cor- the word correctly but whatever oh god, so we're gonna sorry. pass I'm by so that anyways <laughs> I'm blushing it's fine anyways 
So for her, it didn't matter her losing her job because she knew at the end of the day, being there for Credence and defending him was more important. Um, and for me, that really stuck out, stuck out to me because I, I don't know. For me, I've always felt growing up where it's like I've always wanted to do the right thing. And sometimes like I, I'll just speak my mind, be honest, or I'll consider other people's feelings before I say something. Um, and I'll if it doesn't it makes me look bad. It just ends up making me look bad in the grand scheme of things. But I, I know in my heart. If it's the right thing to do, I will end up doing the right thing. And that's that's how I related to Tina. Um, And she also has that like very that kind of personality where it's um, she's in her core introverted. She has those moments where she doesn't in her job aspect. She will put herself out there and, you know, fight for what is right and all of that. But in her personal life, she isn't that way at all. And you're like making me have revelations about her that I'm like, yeah, Yes. That, I'm going to have to go watch these movies. I have a lot you of should. to watch tonight. <laughs> you, you have to think about it in the sense that, like, why do Tina and Newt Scamander kind of gravitate towards each other? And it's because yeah, they have. Well, <laughs> sure. It's He's Eddie Redmayne. So, <laughs> but it, it's also that sense that Newt kind of fills in that those parts, those, yeah. like, little yeah. gaps for her. Oh, he has a little dirt um, on his nose, too. Yeah. Yeah, he does. So. That's just why I like Tina. I think she she's kind of like she's a little bit, I guess, of an underdog, too. But she just kind of had to, like, step up for her family and That's whatnot. So, nice. so I just really like her. P.S. Just so that there's two things I want to say before you start. Yeah. Um, I'm air fiving a lot of people tonight. And they're not air fiving me back, so it just. Oh, like this was the them. one time I no, didn't you air like five you back. High five me, but yes. sometimes I air five and no one knows that I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so it just looks like I'm hitting people. And then <laughs> <laughs> the second one is I was really praising Marianne because if you go back to the beginning of our collection of episodes, she oh really goodness. struggled to say the word "ar," and so we would make her say "hit wizard." And tonight she said it perfectly, and I'm so proud. Okay, so I guess my favorite characters. So, <laughs> your note is priceless to me. <laughs> oh, my note? Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally like Harry Hermione, like, yeah, like I knew that was going to happen. And you're like, I don't know, Hagrid? And then it's just like a bunch of question marks. <laughs> okay. So, funny enough, I know we've, we've talked about in previous episodes, you know, I love Harry. I truly do. He's He was like my first crush, I guess. Um, and I love Hermione because I am like her in a lot of aspects, especially younger me was a lot like her. Um, but to be honest, I don't have a favorite character. What is wrong with you? I don't know. There's so many to pick from. I, I think that's my problem. Like I love them all so much. And just because I relate to a few of them, like I, like, I guess like the ones I relate to the most are probably Hermione and now Molly. Um, but in general, I just like, I just love the series so much. It's like picking a favorite child. Impossible. Yeah. Wow, that's such an accurate statement. And that's why I'm relating to Molly. one child. She's your favorite. <laughs> okay, but like think of like my fur babies. I can't pick a favorite of my three oh, animals. Okay, so at work. <laughs> so we'll get interns. And we'll get, like, multiple of them for months at a time. Oh, and they'll, God. They'll be like, what's your favorite animal? And they'll ask me on Monday, and I'll be like, oh, it's definitely this one. And then, like, another intern will ask me on Wednesday, and I'll be like, oh, it's definitely that one. And it's always changing because <laughs> it's all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. So I 
To Wait, be honest, so then why? So the why Hagrid? What was he in the running for? Why was he in the running? Yeah. So I love Hagrid because I feel like he's a very underestimated character. He like is. I know for everyone, sure. I know everyone loves him, but I it's don't. not really. I knew I was going to get backlash on that one. That's a little odd it's not, explanation. It's, it's not that I dislike him. Okay, okay. There's just certain things that I have issues with. Well, yeah. I mean, he's an imperfect person. Um, <laughs> as we all are. Such a diplomatic answer. <laughs> uh, I just feel like he gets drunk around the school-age children too much. I mean, he has, a, he has a, a slight drinking problem. And he's really not a good professor. Shoot me. I don't care. <laughs> He's an unconventional professor. Okay. Doesn't say he's a bad professor. Maybe I take offense because of, and I've never thought of this until right now. Maybe it's like the animal thing. Like, how did you go and make blast ended scroots? Like, this was not regulated. This was not okay. Like, why are we, like, interbreeding these animals? Like, what happened here? Like, no. Maybe. Like, he, no. Maybe he didn't have enough professional development days. Hashtag on For the Hogwarts faculty no, staff. This might have been before certification points were a thing, so... Yes, teacher. Yes. Listen, I don't know anything about certification points, but I know that if something is shooting, like, fire out of its butt slash face, we don't know. You need to stop. All right. Let's save this for when we talk about Hagrid and the school professors. Sure. I will put together my case. But, but I, I do like Hagrid. I would yeah. like to say before people crucify me. In general, I put Hagrid there just because... Of his love and support of Harry is undying. Yes. And I just find that really beautiful. That is beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Are we satisfied? Yes. Okay. So we're going to move on to our personal houses. If you've been listening, then you know what we are. But we're going to tell you anyways. Quick. So I'm a Ravenclaw. Jenny. Ah. Oh, yes. That that is Jenny. Hello. Yes, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I sound like, I don't know, Squidward today. (laughs) Hello, Marianne Gryffindor. (laughs) Hello, Elizabeth Gryffindor. It sounds like we're talking to people. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Jesus. Um, So, yeah, but I thought something like a side note, I guess. When I was reading the books, I was never really attached to any house. P.S. Kind of dislike Gryffindor. Y'all are so full of yourselves. I mean, yes, because we are the best house, so it's fine. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, anyways. So, I wasn't really, like, like, tied really to a certain house. And then I got sorted into Ravenclaw. And I have such, like, house pride about it. Even though I know that if this was real... And I got sorted into Ravenclaw. I would never be in the common room because I would not answer those questions satisfactorily. <laughs> I just wouldn't. Like there's in the book when Harry's trying to get to find the diadem. Yes. And they ask Luna that question. And her answer, you're reading that answer. I forget what it is. And you're like, this girl's crazy. That door is going to shut her out. And it's like, you did a great job. Welcome to the common room. And I was like, I would have died outside. <laughs> It's like, I feel like that's too much. I very much like uh, Gryffindor's way of entering the common room. Just a password. Just a password. Just random password. A password. <laughs> Which the password is password. <laughs> Cabot Draconis. Okay, so anyways. Um, and also I wanted to say, you know, obviously we don't have like Hufflepuff and Slytherin representation here with us every day. But. Uh, but Slytherin gets a super bad rep. Yeah. And I think it's not okay. It isn't. And I think sometimes J.K. Rowling is like, oh, why do they get such a bad rap? And I'm like, well, you. It's you. <laughs> yeah. You did that. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> she because definitely as I did. went back as an adult, like reading those books, like you were built to hate Slytherin. Yeah. And it's just not okay. Yeah. Because I know lots of great Slytherins. 
I was going to say, my cousin, when she was younger, took the first ever Slither, um, Slytherin <laughs> sorting <laughs> ceremony on Pottermore. Uh-huh. And when she got Slytherin, she literally cried. Aww. It was the saddest thing. And I told her, I was like, Julie, no, like, it's okay. There are good <laughs> Slytherins. I will still love you. Aww. But now she embraces it. So it's cute. And she's definitely a Slytherin. Yeah. Oh, for sure. She's definitely Slytherin. Uh, so that's kind of um, a perfect segue into what we were going to talk about next, which is Pottermore, like the beta version what versus more. what we have now. Woo! Um, so I don't know if wow. anybody had a Pottermore um, before what we have now, but my name was... OG version. <laughs> OG. My name was Seeker Wolf 6477. Still remember it. What? Uh, yeah, oh, I do yeah. not remember mine. I had like oh, three. I thought yeah, I had two I was accounts. the yeah. coolest because I was like, I'm Seeker Wolf. Like I thought it was so cool. <laughs> uh, and obviously it wasn't. <laughs> But I thought I was the coolest kid ever. Yeah. I. Uh, but I was sorted into Ravenclaw then. Yeah. Uh, I was always sorted into Gryffindor. Yeah. Like same. across the board. Mm. Except. There we go. There we go. You've already said it. That's why I know. Yeah. So uh, for those who don't know, um, when the first Pottermore came out, you had to submit your email and you would get access to it. Um, at random times and it was I remember it was like a summer oh my god yes yeah and so it was throughout the summer random people would get picked to be yeah. a part of the beta version of Pottermore and it was also like one o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah really late because it was UK time yeah so it was really really um I guess late or early depending on who you are <laughs> uh so I made uh two accounts or I submitted two emails my first one came in and my first time ever taking the Pottermore quiz, uh-huh. I was actually Hufflepuff. How did you wow. feel? I was shocked <laughs> at first because, again, I always related to Hermione. I yeah. love Harry. I was like, Gryffindor, Gryffindor, Gryffindor. Identity crisis. Basically. It was a slight identity crisis. And then I was really confused because I think it was literally 48 hours later, my second um, email came through, and that is the one that I got Gryffindor on. And I'm like... But I don't understand is base. I just basically took the same test and I answered pretty much the same. How am I in two different houses? And so even though this has only happened once, because when Pottermore was reimagined, I once again got Gryffindor. Uh-huh. I kind of consider myself a Gryffindor. I like it. Nice. Um, I was also sorted one time into Hufflepuff, uh, but it was <laughs> I've taken this <laughs> test so many times. Really? Yeah. Every time I take it, I get nervous because I identify so hardcore as a Ravenclaw. Like, I really think that I belong to that house. Uh, and it's literally, so out of the 10 times that I've taken this quiz, the first seven were Ravenclaw. Like, number eight was Hufflepuff, and then nine and 10 were Ravenclaw again. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fluke day. Yeah. So, uh, speaking of the Pottermore beta version, I loved it. Me yeah, too. me too. I thought it was so much more interactive than I, what we have right now. I didn't spend like a whole lot of time on it, to be honest. I did. Shame on me. I, I spent a lot of time on mm-hmm. it. And I think I got through because the way the beta version was is you were exposed to J.K. Rowling's writings oh by God. going through all the chapters and like completing yeah. challenges. It's like all like in, flooding back to me. Yeah, in each of the chapters. And it was so beautiful. I remember chapter one um the artwork that was just like you're exposed to and you had to like click through and like find all these little like 
like fun facts and only if you click through everything you could find like jk's special fact about that episode and that's how we got a lot of jk's writings Mm -hmm. was through that beta version and oh my god i loved it so much and then you could create potions i think briefly that i remember house points you could collect house points like oh my god that was a battle didn't slytherin win the first house yes yes they did i remember being hella upset i was so mad but only because and i don't know why i was like ravenclaw's got this in the bag I was like, I'm in that house. You we're guys were winning. Like, you top. guys were really yeah, close. Yeah, they were really close. I was actually oh, I so mad part. at Gryffindor. Yeah, Gryffindor sucked. We were like last place. And I was like, guys. Good. Guys. Good. <laughs> you got seven bucks. <laughs> I, I just think that, I don't know, maybe our span, our intention spans are just too short. That we were like, all right, move on to the next thing. And we never completed an actual thing. But I, probably. I, I still but I vivid- loved it. Yes, I still vividly remember like the part in um, uh, Philosopher's Stone and Sorcerer's Stone, whichever, wherever you're from, where um, Harry encounters the snake. Yes. Oh my God. That was the coolest thing in the yes. world. Like going like closer to the snake and then mm-hmm. it's like whatever. That's my little uh, sound effect for the snake. Sound effect for. Yes. And then also when Harry went to Diagon Alley for the first time. Yes. That was really nice. Now I'm sad. Yeah. It was was so good. I was like massively obsessed. I loved it, but the beta version came out right before uh, our senior year of high school. So then senior year started and, you know, me and Marianne, we got crazy busy because we were heavily involved in way too many extracurricular activities. We didn't breathe senior year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we <I> really <laughs> We really didn't. So I couldn't for a whole year or more because then college started and it was just like a crazy transition time. When I played it in college. I'm telling y'all I hosted. I am Ronald <laughs> Weasley. It was just like a big transition time yeah. and then when I finally got back to my Pottermore account they had changed it completely. And then I I wasn't kept up with the announcement, so I had no idea they changed it. And then I looked. And you were like, what? <laughs> I I think I like teared up. I was like so mad. You are so sensitive. <laughs> I am. But it is it, it, like you you get so excited. And they did come out, I think, with two the two other books after yes, that. They did. I don't think they ever got to Goblet Fire. I think no. Prisoner of Azkaban was the last one mm-hmm. they, they did with the beta Pottermore version. But it's sad, you know, you get excited to be going through so, all the books yeah. and then they just kind of moved on. It is kind of uh what's like the PG word for this? Like I think it's kind of crappy that they would start something and then all these people are so invested and then they don't finish it i guess the I, only the only thing i could think of since it was the beta version is just when they were doing surveys many people probably didn't enjoy it or just didn't understand yeah, what was happening maybe i don't weren't know. getting the most out of all the functions maybe it wasn't easily accessible okay so quick like a last round yeah do you like which version do you like better? What we have now or what we had then? Go. The version that we have now is a lot more informational. <laughs> so. But which one did you like better? I, it's hard because the first one was a lot more interactive. So it was a lot. It was like you're reading the books, but not really. It was like a fun way to remember what was going uh-huh. on in the books. Mm-hmm. Pottermore now is just it's a lot of really interesting articles that you don't necessarily have to go back and reread the books. It's just like kind of like an in-depth analysis on a ton of different topics in the oh, wizarding world. Be diplomatic. So if you're like a 
if you're a crazy nerd for the facts and like just learning more about the world, I guess this new. I was literally going to say, I was like, as soon as she's done, I'm going to pop in and be like, I prefer this version. Yeah. Because Ravenclaw. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This version. I do, it's just, oh God, I love it. This version, if you, if you appreciate the facts, this version is obviously better because you don't really have them in the interactive version. The so, interactive version is more like, it's just for fun. Yeah. Like, you enjoy it. I just it. don't have, like, staying power with those kinds of things. Like, even with, like, the games that have come yeah. out. Like, what Wizards it? Unite, I've Wizards stopped. Wizards Unite, I've stopped. And uh, what's, what was the other one? Hogwarts of Mystery? Hogwarts yeah. of Mystery. Yeah, but that yeah. one was oh, that bad. That one just sucked. But I don't really have staying power for those kinds of things. And I feel mm-hmm. like the beta version was sort of like that. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really keep up with it. Yeah, but I understand. I say, so the beta version happened. And then I came back for a little bit to, like, the version that we have now. I got resorted. And then I came back years after that and there was all these new articles and I literally spent hours Mm -hmm. just reading all of the articles that I could get my hands on. Oh God, I love it. Yeah. I guess I would say my personal favorite was the beta version only because it reminded me I'm throwing super, super, super throwback. I don't even know if you guys know of like JK Rowling's old website. But J.K. Rowling's old website was a lot like the beta of Pottermore in which it was very interactive. Um, so her website, I spent so much time on her website. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like getting worked up about it. I am. Like, yay. It, I really spent so much of my childhood on her website. And I remember it clearly. It was um, a cluttered desk. That when you pulled up jkrowling.com, oh, okay. yes. Yes. Uh, it was a cluttered desk. And the way you can get to any information and the announcements she had, she had to. So the only way you can get to any announcements or anything that she had was by clicking through and finding your way. And I remember there was like a yeah. pile of like crumpled papers and you had to like search through to find like yeah. the newest Harry Potter fact or where she That's was in so her writing crazy. process. Um, I remember there was like an eraser. I forgot what the eraser did. There was um, a quill. There was a quill. Yeah. That's so crazy. You literally just ripped that from like the seams of my memory. Yep. No. It's crazy. It was, I loved it. You know what I think? Maybe what would have helped the beta version succeed is if they would have introduced it earlier in the world. Like, I think if. Because the beta, why why I'm saying that is because the beta version was introduced once Deathly Hallows Part 2 movie yeah. was already out. Yes. So it was kind of like the conclude. it was at the end yeah. of the conclusion of the series of like yeah. movies. So I think if it was like at the conclusion of the books, maybe. Maybe. It would have helped it a little bit more. It We might have been able to connect it more. We would have been younger and had that like attention span and I like Uh yearn and creativity for the games but yeah i agree but i also want to say that after so i don't know if you guys remember but after the movies were done there was like a whole thing on the internet about ppd post potter depression yep yeah hashtag and everybody was in their feelings and i posted about oh yeah but then getting pottermore was kind of like like a consolation i guess yeah well I remember like one of the big headlines being there will never be another Harry Potter movie again that you go to see in theaters. 
<laughs> LOL. <laughs> and that was like the biggest thing that people would post about. And they're like, you're never going to feel this again. Like you'll never experience it again. And it was such a monumental feeling for like the world. And then to have that come out, it was kind of like, okay, like I'll never go see a Harry Potter movie again. LOL. But I can log on to this place and I still have somewhere to go. So I, mm-hmm. I feel like it, yes, it would have been helped, I think, if it came out earlier. But it also kind of came at a great time because I was yeah. like, everything is over and I need Harry Potter. I think what would have made it better is if it wasn't so complicated. Yes. I do appreciate kind of that it went chapter by chapter. But oh my God, to feel like you finished a chapter and felt like you did everything enough to move on. Uh-huh. It, it it was it was a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So I feel like if it was a little more simplified for our, like all of us with short attention spans, it might have had more success. <laughs> it gave me who was on there for like a couple weeks, and I was like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, because Jenny mentioned post Potter, post Potter depression. Oh ah, God, it was such a thing. Um, it was a thing, and like this is crazy, and I don't think I've ever told you guys about it, but something that helped me get over my post Potter depression. So we're gonna take it back to my high school days. <laughs> um. Tumblr was a really big thing. I literally had it to, to mention this in the episode. Okay, so Tumblr was a really big thing. And if you guys know what I'm talking about, then that's going to be really crazy and cool and interesting. OG Tumblr years, too. OG Tumblr years. It was I the used to blog the peak. heck out of Harry Potter. Literally. Yep. But part besides like my personal blog on Tumblr, I some at some point of that summer when the last Deathly Hallows part two movie came out, <laughs> I got into a uh, like group role playing and yes, what? I'm not even freaking kidding you and stay with me for a second. So I made a lot of like internet friends based off like this our sounds so insane. Harry- it, does, it does sound insane, but this is the reason no, why unsafe. I said unsafe. <laughs> I, I guess so back then <laughs> I did I did make internet friends and we're still friends to this day like yeah because a lot of them like live in the New York New Jersey area so I still like keep oh, in contact hey with listeners. them hey if you guys here um that'd be awesome if you guys are listening but anyways so I really got this that summer was just like really sad for me and I just Obviously. somewhere in Tumblr I found this like fandom of People that just liked writing, they were like, they just wanted to become stronger writers. And then they also really loved Harry Potter. So we would literally create these characters and just write. And we would like write paragraphs back and forth based on these characters. Whoa. Yes. That's so cool. So I've got like. That's so much better than my Tumblr story. Yes. <laughs> like so much better. It, it's. I That was just like a. I, I don't know if that's the reason why like the beta version just wasn't enough. For me when it came to like my ppd um but that just like really helped me one become a better writer for for sure um even if it's just like for my own personal growth like <laughs> i don't know i i really enjoyed it and then just helping me as an actor and a director as well so it just cool. really helped me wow um and then it also just like friends like friends and internet like friends. getting internet <laughs> friends and getting to know Harry Potter even more so. Like, can I just so, say the online uh, Harry Potter community lit, is lit, lit. the best. It's so awesome. Everyone we follow on Instagram and Twitter, they're so nice I've and so accepting had, and loving. I've never had a bad interaction. No, yeah, not never. I've never had like a Harry Potter fan where I'm like, oh, you're gross. They're so I'm sure supportive. they're out there, but it just it hasn't happened with me. 
Uh, so my Tumblr story that I was going to bring up is yes. so much worse than yours. Like in <laughs> Wait, content. Wait, it's worse? No, like content. Like it's just, it's not as cool as oh, your okay. story was. So, um, okay. So I used to reblog lots of Harry Potter stuff and I was living at uh, the dorm in my university and it was four of us girls and we didn't really like mesh. There was Aww. lots of personalities, to say the least. and they were, like, very different. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, but one of them was, like, okay. She was kind of cool. <laughs> and um, she was actually, like, super into Harry Potter. And I was, like, well, now we're going to be best friends. And we literally, like, we would get home from class, and our, like, in our kitchen area, we had a little desk for our laptops, and we would just sit with both of our laptops and just reblog stuff on Tumblr about Harry Potter Stop. and talk about Harry Potter. And so there was this one blog that I followed that would put together like outfits. Oh my so where <gasps> I swear yes. to God, one of the shirts said, I, I'd get sleazy for Ron Weasley. <laughs> yes. And I said, Oh my God, I need this tank top. That's and so it. I tried to track it down. I eventually, after hours of searching, I found the company who originally made this tank top they had shut down and were no longer in business. So there was no way for me to physically buy this. So I went on to Mike. I literally have my yes. jaw dropped. I was so excited for her to be like, and I found the shirt. I went on to a website and made my own tank top. Oh, yes. I'd get sleepy oh. for Ron Weasley. And I still own it to this day. I just did a, a whole like, decluttering. I redid like my room and my closet and the whole shebang. And I was throwing away clothes like for donation, not throwing them away. Um, and that did not go. Like I, I kept that because that's special to me. Yeah. No, you you can't ever get you rid of never, that. Yeah. Never. Never. Yeah. So I should have cool. brought it. I should wear it. Uh, Tumblr. <laughs> it yes. actually like never ended up fitting me properly. So I really have never worn it except for like once. But I, I proudly own it. <laughs> You're welcome. So cool. Also, the first original gift that I ever made was of Ron Weasley. And I got 37 notes, and I was shook that 37 people <laughs> wanted to reblog that. Wow. Hey. And I thought that I was, like, famous. Yeah. And I thought it was so cool because I was just discovering how it worked, and uh, that's my story. Tumblr famous. Tumblr famous. Hey. And now here you are. And I'm, I'm actually, it's so funny that we're talking about this because I was going to reopen my Tumblr. <laughs> you should. <laughs> because hashtag multifandom, I'm rereading the mult the what is it the mortal instrument? Yes. I never finished the book, so I'm rereading the series to finish the last book. And the only place that I'd ever found people that had actually read those books was Tumblr, and I want to like open up my Tumblr account again so that I could read about that. So I'm actually so scared to open up my Tumblr, girl. Because, do it. No, because do it. No, I I mean I did reblog a lot of Harry Potter stuff. But this was also through uh, my really gross uh, Twilight phase. Oh. Okay, you know what? I'm here to support Twilight. No, I mean, I, mean, I, I did genuinely love the books. However, <laughs> it was a very gross phase of mine. I had a weird obsession with Robert Pattinson. Everyone did. And I I'm sure so. there are inappropriate pictures. Oh, man. <laughs> Of Robert Pattinson on my Tumblr. I'm not afraid to open it because after my Harry Potter phase, there was a long, like, dormant phase. And then I, like, reopened it. And I would only block stuff about this band called The Maid. Yes. <laughs> and then after that, I just became, like, a beach blog. And it's literally just pictures of, like, sand <laughs> and water. <laughs> 
That's it. So I'm pretty safe over here. We're good. Anyways. <laughs> it's literally like like tropical islands. Palm trees. All right. So uh, what was all of your experiences reading Harry Potter for the first time? And then as an adult, because you guys had yeah. pretty big, like, gaps. Yeah. yeah so huge gaps. I felt like looking back, I kind of regret not reading them, you know, like all at once together as an organized human being. Because I just <laughs> felt like it was such a disjointed kind of time. Mm-hmm. And it was like I read my first books when I was a kid and I was being grounded. And then, like, I vividly remember reading Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. and like my brother is home it's like Christmas time I'm in high school we're playing like Guitar Hero and I'm like reading this so there was like a significant gap in time between me reading the first couple books and then the rest of the series yeah which I read books I think three through five no three through six I read kind of like I binged it mm-hmm. and then I had to wait for seven to come out yeah so it was kind of like an awkward journey i guess yeah i knew that i liked them and i was obsessed with them but then when i went back and i did my reread as a freaking adult so many years later it was just kind of nice to have that flow and there were so many things that as a kid a you don't really interpret the way that you would as an adult yeah but b like you don't really pick up on the first time that you're reading because now i knew the plot line so i could pay attention to like smaller details and i mean i'm sure i'm gonna do another reread and find more stuff Yeah. yeah but yeah i agree i mean for me, the first time reading it, it was kind of consistent. But after, you know, that first read of Deathly Hallows, it was like four years, five years of not reading yep. or picking up another Harry Potter book again. Then I picked, a, picked up the first one and the second one, read those a couple times. And then it was another like four year gap. And then oh, really? I, yes. And I read Deathly Hallows the second time. <laughs> and then I haven't like read another. And then I read Prisoner of Azkaban. Because this, yes, because Ooh, you remember, guys aren't organized. I can't do that. I can't do, well, now I can't because now I have actually developed like compulsion. Yeah. So well, I can't read them out of order. For me, it was just because that was the order. Going back to my collection story of mm-hmm. Harry Potter, oh, that's just how the you order of how I was okay. getting it. Okay. So if I would get it, You'd I would just it. reread it. Um, so to this day, I haven't reread the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth. Okay. Um, wow. So it's only, you still have only read them once yes fourth oh, fifth and so. the sixth i've only read Whoa. them once since i was like well there's your homework assignment. back in middle school i'm trying i'm That's doing more the last for me to me oh my yeah, god yeah i'm doing more of the audio audible books now Ugh, so um good. just because of my time and it's just yeah, easier it's to kind of dedicate yeah. um but yeah so slowly but surely within the next couple of months when i start getting those credits so i will I'll say be reading. that the audiobooks transformative i love them me too but having done my reread there is nothing better i felt like a little kid like Mm -hmm. getting home to like open my book like before bed and like read the chapters Mm -hmm. it's just it's such an experience yeah it's kind of crazy i mean i don't have such like a stark difference because there was never a significant period in my life in which i wasn't reading a harry (laughs) potter book yeah Mm -hmm. though i will say deathly hollows came out and I had this tradition of before every movie, before every book release, I would reread the entire series. I would rewatch the entire movie series. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also helped me like read yeah. it and watch it so many times. So after Deathly Hollows Part 2 came out, there was that gap. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I had no reason really to pick it up. And this is again, this is in general when my reading kind of like fell to the wayside, oh. which kind of it's so sad. But when I, I started college... That. 
I hardly read anymore. College just took up all yeah. my time. Yeah. And then being an adult, I barely can find like five minutes in a day to pick up a book anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so sad to me because it used to be such a huge part of my life. Yeah. However, when Fantastic Beasts came out, I was like, no, I have to reread the series. A new Harry Potter Era. universe yeah. uh, movie is coming out. I have to reread it. So I sat down and reread it. And oh my God, I felt like I was seven again. Right? It, it just threw me back. And I, oh my the God. The book that did that the most for me was a third. I yeah. Was, I was, li- it was like a patient. I was like, oh my yes. God, what happens? Because I couldn't remember a lot of the details. Yes. I don't think I know what happens, but how do we get there? And so I was literally like turning the page like, oh my God, oh my God. Like it, my was, baby. it was gossip. Okay, mm-hmm. It's just so good. Yeah. That book is my baby. And I, I, I still re- inhale all of them. Yes. Like, Okay. I, I can probably read it. Like if I start rereading the series right now, uh-huh. I won't be able to put it down. All of my responsibilities will fall to the wayside I love and it. I'll finish all seven books in seven days. I'm here for it. Cause that's just what I do. So I was actually, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned it. Cause I was going to ask if it happened to you guys too. Um, so I used to read, like I said, series at a time yeah. because I just like, I read the series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. I read like book yeah. nine in a day and that was it. And then I had to wait like forever for book 10 to come out or whatever. And so it was kind of like an issue for me because I never had enough material because I would literally fly through books. Oh, yeah. And so when I picked up Harry Potter, it was great because they were big enough that it would take me time. It was interesting. So I liked it. It was cool. But then when I finished Deathly Hallows, I did not read another book for several years. Mm hmm. And it's yeah, it was because literally like I would pick up books and I just wouldn't be interested because Harry Potter was so it's at the bar. It like ruined it. It like ruined reading for me because for years I didn't pick up another book. Yeah. And I was like that girl that I mean, obviously, like I was getting yelled at for reading too much or I always had a book with me. And then after Deathly Hallows for a very long time, I didn't pick one up again until just recently. And it's just it was like such a big part of my identity. Like I was the reader or yep, whatever. And I was like too. so proud of it. And then me I didn't too. do it for so long. And now coming back to it, I'm like, this is so nice. Mm-hmm. I feel so ashamed Dude. because, you know, I always when people ask, like, describe yourself, I'm like, oh, I'm a bookworm. Yep. I'm a bookworm that doesn't read. Yes. And it's so crazy. And I'll come back to it, girl. I, I will. I, I mean, now that I've discovered audiobooks, they've really helped. Yes. I will. Yeah. Say that, that kind of like prompted me back into that universe. But also, I mean, and you don't have this luxury because you have a child. But. <laughs> Like, there's just, there's certain times of day where I don't have to be a mom, so I get to read. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't have that anymore. <laughs> but you get to read to her, so that's nice. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I technically have read many, many books since she's been born. <laughs> <laughs> oh including rereading goodness. Sorcerer's Stone. Exactly. I was yeah. Gonna be like, you know, I gifted you some Dr. Seuss stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the characters that we love to hate. Why? Why are you doing this to me? I'm sorry. Okay, you're not allowed to talk about Umbridge. But she's okay. I let's let's not talk about Umbridge like at all. Okay, because we're gonna do an episode on her. Okay, so let's let's let it simmer. Let's get you in the mood, and then we'll come back to it another day. Okay, so the characters that we love to hate, I want to talk about it because it's fun. Why? I just said I I obviously we can't talk about Snape because that's a big one. Yeah, I was gonna and say it's coming, right? It's coming in October, I believe. It's coming at some point. It's coming no? at some point. I Not, don't remember. Can't what remember. We said it for, but it's coming. Don't yeah. quote me. Came me out of the corrections tab. 
And I guess like personally for us three character, we love to hate Dumbledore. <laughs> Not me. I don't okay, love us to hate Dumbledore. Is it like well, a sad should. hate? <laughs> Wait, is a sad hate? Like you- I judge him, but I but I, I know I empathize as a com- because I just I can't hate him because he is flawed, but all of us are flawed as humans. Well, well I don't okay. so, I don't want to say that I hate him. Okay, let's let's go here. I'll say that I had a very strong dislike for him. Uh-huh. And then the audiobooks happen, and as an adult, I can understand why we did some stuff but also you manipulative man so that'll be uh it's coming can i announce it yeah go ahead it's coming in 2020 for season two of our podcast it should be the first episode to drop in 2020 the 50 shades of albus dumbledore and i'm gonna be doing hashtag facts researching i'm gonna pop open our books for the second time ever (laughs) And we're going to have some really cool stuff for you guys. I really hope um, we have a good update to that episode when the third Fantastic Beast uh, movie comes out. That is the storyline in Fantastic Beast that is giving me life. Literally. So good. I but feel like we're going to get so many answers with uh, with Dumbledore when it comes to Fantastic Beast. So I'm just so excited. agree. But anyways, I don't know. I mean, I think the character that I probably hated the most as a kid i don't know why because there's so many like better options but draco yeah. i just really hated draco i mean he's he's the character you're supposed to hate as a yes. kid yes and then mm-hmm. i guess because you're what do you call it the straight man right the person that yes explain that again okay so for if you didn't listen to the harry potter episode what a, it's kind of like a theater term whereas um the reason why not a lot of people like to identify or consider harry potter as their favorite character is because he's what we consider a straight man it has nothing to do with his sexual orientation it has to do with the fact that he is kind of our gateway into the world we consider we relate to harry because he has no idea about this world and we kind of see through his eyes okay so that's the only reason why we can't pick yeah, him yeah. as our favorite and relate to him because he is us. he is us there's so, and it's not to say that he's doesn't have a personality but yeah, yes yeah. he is a straight man so because of that because he's a straight man i think that we are designed to hate us. Yeah, yeah we are designed to hate snape right we're designed to hate draco like because yeah, harry those hates situations. those people yeah um, and then obviously like you make your own opinions as you get more information mm-hmm. but just for the longest time i had this like seething hate for draco malfoy in the books obviously not in the movies because but um and then in harry potter and the cursed child those feelings changed for me because i felt like he found a little bit of redemption almost yeah whatever we'll just get into him in the malfoy episode but as a kid like i just remember hating that boy yeah hardcore who did you hate the most marianne bellatrix i bellatrix i only really loved bellatrix later in like high school because of helena bonham carter because i think she's an amazing actress and because of her portrayal uh portrayal of bellatrix black that's the only sorry bellatrix the strange Ooh, i took her maiden name into this um (laughs) how dare you how dare i oh my god i would die but i think that's the only reason why i have any liking towards bellatrix is because of her acting portrayal but i I really just didn't like her as a character i just hate i can't the worst from top to bottom yeah i can't stand her I can't stand how she was brought into the storyline of Cursed Child. Mm. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Yes. Yep. Oh, my God. Can I tell my funny story? What is What's this? your funny story? Should we? 
Do you guys remember about how I ruined the cursed child? You ruined the cursed child? For somebody else, yes. <gasps> No. No, sa- save it for our cursed child episode, Jenny. Stay tuned. Oh, oh man. man. I'm the worst. <laughs> Not intentionally. Oh, my God. That sounds terrible. You, I told you the story. I'm, I have very short-term memory. <laughs> I'm offended. Moving on. I don't remember anything. Elizabeth. I don't remember the first four years my husband was in my life, so that there you go. That is actually true. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is true. I'm just so sad for you. <laughs> hey, it worked out for him. He's married. <laughs> That's true. Hey, he made it. Wait, who is who is the character that you love to hate the most? Is it Dumbledore? Uh, no. Ooh, who is it? Snape. Snape. Uh, he's the worst. No, no. Okay, he Dumbledore and Snape are way too complicated for me to just simply love to hate them. Uh huh. And I just straight up hate, hate Umbridge. Like, it's just straight, straight up. I, somebody. I think it's got to be Umbridge for Elizabeth. I was going to say, like, like Zachariah Smith. Oh, my God. Yes, all of those annoying little side characters. Right? Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay, Marietta Edgecombe. Oh, yes. Okay. Good. Yeah, yes. We all have yeah. to hate Lavender them. Brown. Oh, oh yeah, that's she a good is like one. The that's a living epitome of ugh. ugh. No, isn't that that's Vernon? Vernon? But like also lavender brown. Yeah. One one. Oh no! Move on, move on, move on. All right. Bro. So uh, shortly, I kind of wanted to talk about like why we thought that Harry Potter was important. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down things, you know, like it values bravery and friendship. You know, there's lots of. Real world applications. Hashtag political themes. Hashtag political themes. Absolutely. I think like, especially when it comes to the equality aspect of it, um, just looking at all the blood statuses and having those hierarchies within that, um, as well as creatures as well. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of like real life application when it comes to those relationships and those um, debates and just like politics of all that. So even though it was very like webbed into the story and we didn't notice it as children, I think that I read this really interesting article a few years ago where it was like those people who read Harry Potter turn out to be some of the most like empathetic, compassionate people. And it's because and oh especially God. when it comes to like politics and understanding mm-hmm. other people because of those like underlying political themes um hashtag political themes and i didn't really realize it until i read that article and i was like wow that's so so true and i didn't even notice it as a kid for me it was just like um of course house elves should have rights too you know like don't call her a mudblood that's not that's not fair that's not nice and then you know you unfortunately you grow up and then you start seeing this the same kind of reaction towards your loved ones or whatever and it's like it's 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 inspiring and kind of jaw jaw dropping. Wow. Yeah. I also wrote down like it helps foster so many friendships. It does. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like I've had like so the girl that lives across the street from me like she's the girl that let me the sixth book mm-hmm. um, and we traded a lot of stuff or whatever but like we even have it down in the books to go get Harry Potter tattoos together mm-hmm. and we always say like we always laugh because we're always like oh we're best friends. I mean I've known this girl for 25 years. 
but we always say like you know we're best friends because we grew up across the street from each other not Mm -hmm. because we have like a whole lot in common but one thing is like we go hardcore on harry potter like we buy each other like matching pajama sets from harry potter thanks courtney if you're listening hey Um, and what else was I going to say? Oh, like we like have bake, like baking uh, marathons. Bake no way. Whatever, and we like watch the movies together. It's just, it's so nice. That's so cute. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Speaking of tattoos, Ooh. have you guys ever considered getting a Harry Potter tattoo? And if so, well, obviously, yes. What would it be? So me and uh, Courtney, hey, uh, we have it planned to go to the studio and get the stars from the original publications of the books in America. I don't know if they have them in the other publications. Oh, the the stars on the, the, you know, like the, the chapters, the three stars. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. One so, of my friends has that tattoo. Yeah, it's really like, cute. We just, we didn't want to make it like a huge big thing. I'm not huge into like the Deathly Hallows that I know like a bunch of people got that as a tattoo. Mm-hmm. I'm not super like into that design per se or whatever. Um, yeah. I, I really wanted to get, I solemnly swear I'm up to no good and the other one could get like mischief managed, but uh, <laughs> that was shot down <laughs> by my BFF. Aww. So we're going to take the book and like scan the stars. and Yeah. Cool. Um, so I'm not really a tattoo person. Um, that's just like a, a like a personal preference. But um, if you were one, if I were that, one, like, I have tattoos. No, I don't care. You, you everyone should do whatever they want with it's their own like, body, whatever. None of my business. I only take care of my own body. But for me personally, Way I to just go Marianne. For me personally, I'm just not a tattoo person. I'm afraid of needles. I just like wouldn't see myself. Yeah, but it's also so much money. Um, It is. And just like my personal preference, if I got monies, it's probably going to go to like traveling or concerts. I don't know. So I just it's just not my it's just not me um, and not my on brand personally. But um, I don't know. I guess I think it would be like maybe some quote in cursive something cuter like a cute little design i don't know something simple Mm, yeah so i've actually uh thought about this and i was actually inspired by someone else who got a harry potter tattoo and it got noticed um that she was looking for something specifically by jk rowling um i forgot what this person's name was but uh she really wanted a tattoo of expecto patronum mm-hmm. in jk rowling's own handwriting yeah that's I've cute seen her. and um when joe actually replied back to her with the picture i've had that picture saved on my phone ever since and that's what i plan on getting because i just love the meaning behind the expecto patronum tattoo because it is the symbol of everything good and happy in your life. And it's so powerful that it pushes away everything negative, bad and nasty. And to have that as like a symbol mm. on my body, it just means like I'm pushing away everything bad and nasty. That's so cute. Um, and always like relishing in the happiness in my life, which I think is like really powerful. That's I so like cute. that. I also just thought I would probably get uh, serious blacks like Azkaban numbers. That'd be a cool one. I'd be down. You were that. <laughs> god amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. wow that's, that's all i have to say just wow truth, bro it's just it's like he went to ask me knowing that he wasn't in the wrong and then he came yeah all right i think that's it oh my goodness that's what today. that's today's episode <gasps> Woo. that was beautiful thank i'm so You're welcome i'm so glad that we spent money on that sound effects board yeah yeah like so thankful quality Very 
Yeah. All right. So I guess that's it for today's episode. Remember to follow us on social media. You can find us on Instagram at the three broom chicks. You can also follow us on Twitter at the number three broom chicks. And go like our Facebook page, the three broom chicks. (laughs) And catch us next time. Our next episode is all about our Hogwarts professors. (gasps) We'll be talking about McGonagall. Hagrid, Flitwick, yes. Trillian, yeah. yes. everyone. Oh, I'm so excited. Yay. Excited. Educators. Educators. The educator episode. So remember, we are the three, three broom chicks. chicks. And Hogwarts is always your home.